1: Yo, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Don't so tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really,
0: really want. Don't so tell me what you want, what you really, really want. So I wanna, know where I, I am wanna, I wanna, weeknights I wanna, at 6 really, o'clock really in front of my TV watching Newsmax. Newsmax. Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith do a great job, specifically Sean. Sean's been a friend of this show now for quite some time. Uh, dating back to his days on Dancing with the Stars, right after he did the press secretary work for Donald Trump, Every time he's got a book out, he comes on. He comes on. Other times to analyze what's going on. He's a great guy and a good friend. Back on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show, Newsmax is Sean Spicer, Sean, Sid, Bernie. Welcome back. Hello, Sean. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Nice, to morning. nice to have Thanks you. Nice to have me. Nice to have you. You got it, pal. So one of the reasons why uh, I contacted you yesterday was this is uh, Saki's last week. Now look, uh, clearly she's uh, got one opinion, and you and me and Bernie differ in every single way. We don't agree with anything she says. I understand that. But putting that aside, as a guy that had the same exact job under Donald Trump, how would you assess the job she did for Joe Biden in that same position?
1: So, it's weird because technically we had the same job title. I don't think we had the same job. Uh, And I say that because if you look at any given briefing, you'll see people jumping over themselves, yelling. During a, a, a Trump briefing that I held, um, they look like little kittens uh, sitting around getting fed. Ends up there, and uh, and I think it's, it's vastly different. So, you know, they, they were complicit scribes when Jen was there. Uh, she came from CNN. She is headed to MSNBC. These were friends and. Colleagues of hers, uh, that was clearly not the case in the Trump administration with me or any of the three people that succeeded uh-huh. me. So I, I just I don't think it's apples and apples to compare the the, the role uh, during the two administrations.
2: I Think you're absolutely right, uh, Sean Spicer, because they're corrupt and biased. The media, let's face it, the only honest journalists were people like th- your correspondent from Newsmax, James Rosen, or Peter Ducey from Fox News. That's it. The rest of them, well, I- they, they, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say that the interesting thing that you mentioned is that one of the things that that people say is, well, Jen, you know she she takes these questions from Peter. she ignores James Rosen. She literally just doesn't call on reporters that she want to take their questions from um i I sort of had the exact opposite view as as press secretary. I've brought in voices to the discussion than less. Jen sort of has this front row mentality, bringing in the Washington Post, MSNBC, CNN, and then calls a briefing over. I think that's the problem, is that she shuts out any voices that might descend from the narrative. She throws the obligatory bone to Peter Ducey here and there, uh, which who asks, frankly, common sense questions. Everyone goes, oh, yes, these tough questions. And this isn't any disrespect to Peter. I, I, I have uh, the, the greatest respect for Peter. I think Peter asks questions that are on the mind of people. Right. So he, he asked common sense questions that most people would would ask. But because the other reporters are so timid um, and, and refuse to ask anything that might be what would, would can be considered a normal journalistic endeavor, uh, that it makes Peters look tough.
0: No, you're right. right. they not just ask tough questions, but they're almost there to protect which makes their job even more difficult. You, you cannot ask a tough question, and you have to almost subtly find a way to protect Biden, and uh, that is, uh, that's not what people want to hear. I mean, look, for example, he spoke again last night, Sean Spicer. You guys covered it on Newsmax, and, and with, the, with the country completely falling apart, he finds a way every time to blame the pandemic, which is long gone. Even still Donald Trump, who's long gone and Putin, who's fighting a war on the other side of the world. I mean, it's just, it is unbelievable that any American, any decent-minded American would buy that garbage.
1: Well, I mean, the evidence is clear. Uh, inflation was at 1.5% when Donald Trump left office. It's now at 8.5. Uh, at, at, at 8. It's the highest in 40 years. Gas prices were $2 and change. Now they're well exceeding $5 in a lot of places in this country. Um, this didn't happen, you know, in the seventy what, 77, 78 days since Putin invaded Ukraine. Um, they are lying to the American people and the media is being complicit in covering this up. So but I think most Americans know that and it's not just the, the cost, frankly. And we're seeing this now more and more with things like baby food. It's like you go to the grocery store and, and a lot of times you just can't even find the, the thing that you're looking for. You got a supply chain crisis. Part of that. is is that you've got a secretary of transportation who's like 14 years old uh, and was (laughs) mayor of a city that had 66. This is not a joke. I I mean, they literally have 66 buses in South Bend, Indiana, and you put them in charge of our railways, highways, and seaways and wonder why we still have a a supply chain crisis.
2: Yeah, no, he couldn't fix the potholes in South Bend. And uh, that whole Navy uh, experience that he went through, such a farce. He never went through boot camp or anything he was on the safest base in uh, Afghanistan. He was riding admirals around, and uh, he, he, he played that. He exploited that to no end, uh, You know, much to the dismay of a lot of uh, legit veterans out there. But to Sean Spicer from Newsmax TV, every night at 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday on the Bernie and Sid show, Sean, yesterday, speaking of uh, the Ukraine, you alluded to it, uh, the Congress actually voted to give the Ukraine, on top of what we've already given them, Another forty billion dollars, and I see that you wrote on Twitter. And initially, it was thirty-three billion. Now it's forty billion. This is money we don't have. This is money that is going to contribute to inflation. This is money we could use here in the United States, uh, for example, at our border or to fight crime or, or, or many other other uses. Tell us what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah, there's a couple things. Number one, let's start with what you what you mentioned that I tweeted out. The president, of the White House. The Pentagon asked for 33 billion dollars in aid, that's a billion with a B, um, which is more than the average that we spend on a yearly basis in Afghanistan. By the way, um, so you know, if you just think about it, what, what the magnitude of that is, and then the Congress added seven billion additional dollars. Um, I'm kind of going, okay, for what reason? The White House didn't ask for that. I mean, the, the Pentagon's the one that's sending these things over. So where did where did you guys suddenly think that they needed another seven billion dollars? And then to your point, the the next piece of this is, you know, what are we cutting to do this? I have no problem with helping Ukrainians. I, I am a believer that that if we don't stop Russia now, uh, it, it could it'll it'll be a problem down the road. So I I, I support our support of of Ukraine 100 percent. That being said, it's like anything else. If you want to do one thing, you have to sometimes sacrifice in another area. So the question is, fine, let's cut some spending somewhere else, support an, you know, an ally uh, of, of, of our country and to, to prevent something from coming to our shores. So what are we doing? Nothing. And then to your broader point, not only that, we're not even doing that on a deficit standpoint, but then we're not taking care of our own priorities, our own border. Um, it just it really shows you how screwed up this situation is.
0: This is our good friend Sean Spicer, Newsmax TV, every night at 6 p.m. One of the big stories today is Elon Musk. Bernie mentioned that he saw one of your tweets. And uh, I'm also on Twitter all the time, at Sid Rosenberg, as is uh, Bernard. And uh, your old buddy there, he used to see at work every day, Donald Trump. uh, Elon Musk is going to offer Trump a way back to Twitter I know Trump has that truth social thing, but nobody knows it. Let's be honest. Nobody knows that. He's got to get back on Twitter. He had 51 million followers. He was such a huge influence on Twitter. So if you were passed by Trump's office today and you were still working with Donald Trump, would you recommend that 45 get back on Twitter as soon as possible?
1: No. No? I would, no. I would not. Why? Um, I'll tell you why. Because the funny thing is when I talk to people... Um, you're up through before the last election up to now. So many people said, I love Donald Trump's policies. They were great. He made the country strong. But, but I hated his people, tweets,
0: right? But I hated his tweets. I hated the right, tweets. So, right, you know what? Right. Here's
1: my thing right now. This is the best world, right? He, he People talk about the policies that he enacted, the positive change, the judges that he implemented, all the stuff, and you don't have the negative. So what, what, why bring it back? Uh, that's a good point. I mean, I think he's in the perfect sweet spot. Yeah, Um good point. So... As far as I'm concerned, you know, this is where it should be. And, frankly, don't let Twitter win. Um, I think that Elon Musk is potentially taking it over. That's great. But but also he started a new platform. Let him grow on that. Let the right build something out. Um, but I think the idea is that just because Elon Musk has come back doesn't mean that we all run back over and say, okay, Twitter is great now. That's one guy, one platform. Um, I, I support, you know, whether it's Twitter, truth, social rumble etc we need to be on the right
2: we need to do something sean spicer on the bernie and sitch i think we lost him did we not are you there sean nope, i got it yeah. i'm here uh, okay uh, there he is listen sean listen part of the reason why the ultra mega crowd really despises uh the imbecile in chief and uh, w- with uh, respect to you i use that term uh well not endearingly i really do dislike joe biden in a big way because he he's such a liar, he lies, he's a bullfaced faced liar about inflation and everything else not being his fault, that his policies actually help, not hurt, and that, that extends to Jen Psaki. She lies, and uh, she lies about these, for example, the protests are a good thing. Going out to ju- justices' homes is a good thing. It's a, the American way, peacefully protest. It's not. It's against the law. It's intimidating. It is violence when you have kids in, trapped in a house and uh, a nose ring wearing uh, angry mobs with bullhorns outside screaming. That is a, a form of violence. So this is why people hate uh, Jen Psaki and Joe Biden. And so this whole thing about uh, protesting in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes uh, and, and them encouraging it, I mean, that to me is despicable. What says Sean Spicer?
1: Well, a few things. One, you're right. Principally, it's wrong. Going to somebody's home, um, I, I just don't think. I mean, we have a right to – to protest, I, I acknowledge that, I respect that, they have the ability to stand outside the court. Uh, there's plenty of ways to do that. Going outside somebody's home, and for many of these people like Jen, they've never had it at their home. They don't know what it's like. Uh, they don't have people like Maxine Waters, the congresswoman the telling people to go to people's homes and get in their faces. And so they, they don't have that experience of having their family or themselves personally having to deal with it. So they, they can say these things and sort of not re- recognize the, the consequences that goes along with them. Um, but but for those of us in the Trump administration who've had people come and threaten us, that we understand it in a very personal way. And I think that's why it's a very different issue for us. Number two, uh, as you brought up, this is against folks' federal law. It's 18 U.S. Code Section 1507 uh, that says you can't threaten a judge for the purpose of trying to change their opinion. And it's also, in the case of, of Justice Alito, Kavanaugh, and, and Barrett, it's against Virginia law. And that's the other thing is that you can't go to anyone's residence, not just a justice's. It cannot go to somebody's residence to to, to protest. Um, so th- that's the thing that's, that's interesting about this is that they're encouraging people to do something that is against the law.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Really? It really is. So if I remember correctly, uh, Spice, you were on uh, a while back during football season, and you were touting yourself as a Patriots fan. Pretty good, young quarterback. I'm not
1: counting, I am. Yes, you am are. Proud. There you are.
0: Yes, I, I remember well. A uh, good young quarterback in Mac Jones, but uh, you enjoyed a lot of success for many years with a guy named Tom Brady. What do you think about the news that uh, when he retires next year, the year after, who knows, he'll get three hundred and seventy-five million from Fox? What about that news? Well, I'm a
1: capitalist, so I'm, I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I, I I'm, I'm not shocked. Uh, I'm glad he's going to still be and we'll hear his voice. Obviously, he has a lot to offer and a lot of insight. So, good for Tom. Um, you know, I, I would, it, it kind of takes a little of the mystery out of what was going to come next, whether he's going to be a partial owner or, or you know, there's a lot of potential routes that people had discussed. So, but good for him. Um, you know, uh, once Newsmax gets his sports division up and running, then maybe we'll make a play for
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Sean Spicer, listen, every weeknight on Newsmax TV, which is terrific, Uh, alternative to uh, sometimes fake news, Fox News. Newsmax is consistent, reliable, and uh, entertaining as well. Uh, Sean Spicer and company at 6 o'clock. Hey, Sean, thanks for appearing on the Bernie and Sid show. We really appreciate
1: always, it. Always a pleasure being with you guys. Have a great morning. All right, Thank
0: man, you. you too. There he is. As Bernie pointed out, Sean Spicer. Coming up next hour, his weekly Wednesday visit, the great Congressman Peter King. That's always fun. Lydia reports and beat Bernie still to come. Only halfway through. It's been a great show already. We are Bernie and Sid.